1: You're listening to the Blonde Files Podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie. Today, I'm talking to Sarah Larson Levy. Sarah is the founder of Y7 Studio, which is a yoga studio with locations all over New York City and Los Angeles, and they are going to be opening up a bunch more across the country, so follow her, follow the studio so that you can be abreast of that. It's really unique, which she will talk about in this episode. Sarah's story is really interesting because she didn't plan to do this. She didn't go to school for it. It was really born out of necessity after being really turned off by the yoga scene in New York. So it's fascinating to hear her talk about becoming a business owner being a female entrepreneur, growing really quickly, managing a team. She has over 300 employees at this point and just evolving with the business. Also, it doesn't hurt that she's just a really cool chick. She's funny. She's fun to talk to. And I think you guys are going to love this episode. All right. So I have Sarah Larson Levy. Thank you so much for coming.
0: Thank you for having me. Yeah,
1: I'm so excited. We're kind of like internet pals. I know. It's the best. The best. Yeah, I love it. Um, You're kind of a big deal. I was like getting ready for the interview. So I was looking at other interviews you've done you were on the cover of ink magazine that's kind of like was that this year uh it came out september 2018 so so i'm like like way behind no but that's a really big deal (laughs) thank you and i was watching some other videos that you were you were on like cnbc oh yeah power power launch i was dying i have to say (laughs) (laughs) the Um, anchor was like you know the hip-hop like
0: (laughs) I had so much media training for that because it was live yeah
1: you were really Um, good I was like wow I would be I really not doing well
0: with this I mean thank god my you couldn't see my hands because I was like grip I was like (laughs) gripping them like so tightly because I was so nervous well it's live and you never know what questions they're gonna ask and I don't really know how to do math, so that was really – I was like, oh, please don't ask me about, like, numbers. I can't do mental math. So it was a lot of just kind of, like, prepping for, you know, the kinds of questions that they normally ask on those shows, which is something I've never done before. So yeah. Was, like –
1: a little scary I feel better about it now it's very stressful I would imagine but it was funny like seeing like the anchors talking about like (laughs) the vibe of your studio
0: and then there was another
1: one like it was like another like CBS affiliate or something like that and the guy was like 125 years old
0: (laughs) oh I love that guy
1: (laughs) He was so cute oh my gosh he
0: was I forget his name but he was wonderful yeah what a guy
1: yeah yeah you did great though so you better bring it today. That's all, all right, right. I'm saying. pressure is on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um. So obviously you've built a huge brand in a relatively short amount of time, and I really want to get to that. But yeah. what did you? Let's like rewind. Sure. What did you see yourself doing
0: when you were younger? Oh my gosh. So I, <laughs> I'm very bad at like commitment. So when I was younger, I like I I. Even when I graduated college, I had no idea what I was wanted to do, what I wanted to be. Like I wish, like I was never one of those people who were like, I'm gonna be a doctor. I want to be a dentist. I want to work in like finance. Like I never had that. I was like, I guess I'll just do some something. Like I guess I'll get a job. So for me, it was like so many different things, and I, um, I went to um, a school where it was very heavy on like prep. So did you I, I went to um, I went to Country Day. So it's just like a small private school. No. Oh, oh OK. Yeah, You're not like, from this area, are you? No. OK. Um, I grew up in the Midwest. And so all my classes were like super, super like preparatory classes. Mm-hmm. Right. So like I got to college and like didn't know there were like things like other career choices other than like teacher, doctor, lawyer, bank, finance, all <laughs> of that. Like I was like shook. I was like, oh, my God, I can- there's so many different things I can do. So I didn't have like a thing. Right. That was the really long answer to your very No, question. it's interesting. Was yoga a part of your life back then? No. So, I um I didn't love yoga. But I really I've always loved the idea of it. Like I love the mind-body connection. I love, you know, that yoga kind of encompasses more than just a physical movement it's such a mental practice it's a way you live your life like there's so many different facets to it that i really really love but i just couldn't find a studio that i felt comfortable in Mm -hmm. you know it for me like someone trying to enter the practice as you know out of college um you know trying to find a studio in the city it just i would go in there's like all these bright lights then new york is full of like dancers and models and like all of these people who are, like, so beautiful and, like, in shape. And I was like, "What? Yeah, to dating. And I just, you know, I never felt like I knew enough to be in a studio. Mm-hmm. You know, there would be, you know, Sanskrit used or Dharma used that I just I didn't know about. And I immediately felt excluded right away. And it made it hard for me to want to, you know, go back and commit and all of that stuff. So that's kind of where, you know, the idea of why 7 came about is this space where, you know, we're going to use some Sanskrit, but we're going to make the Dharma really accessible, right? We're going to offer up an idea of, say, you know, attention or awareness. And that's kind of, you can take that however you want. You can take it to be attention to your body. You can take it to mean attention to, you know, your mind or just attention to something you want to focus on. Maybe you're focusing on just being still in the space and like, that's fine too. So it's really, really open and inclusive in terms of, you know, learning about all the nuances of the practice. So how
1: did you learn yoga to begin with?
0: I mean, I so I actually didn't get certified until like two years into the business. Oh, wow. I, when we were training teachers, it was, I was just telling them the way I wanted, I wanted to take class and what I wanted out of a class. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, consistency, movement, um, and music and just having fun. Like I wanted to be really, really light. I think especially in New York, like we're going a million miles a minute. We were just talking about this earlier. And like people, the fact that people are spending one hour with me, Mm -hmm. I think is like pretty amazing. Like I think that people are willing to like pay to spend an hour at Y7. I think that's absolutely incredible. And we should make it as consistent, accessible and fun as possible. Mm -hmm. So you were at college, you moved to the city after and you were
1: working in fashion, right?
0: I was working in fashion, um yeah I was an account executive okay so I
1: Look got at you tra- I
0: got to travel a lot <laughs> I um I sold a couple of lines to like boutiques and specialty stores and then you know some of the bigger guys mm-hmm.
1: and well. you were doing yoga on the side and then yeah I was trying to figure out how you went from that to
0: it's a great question <laughs> I don't remember I mean I do I know how it happened it mm-hmm. was like you know it was started as a side hustle um I also had um I pinched my sciatic nerve in 2012 and kind of the only thing i was able to do was yoga they were like okay no running i was like cool no spinning (laughs) i was like okay and i was like what do i do right and that they were like listen you need to like strengthen like your back and like all this stuff you have to do yoga Mm -hmm. i was like okay and so that's what really kind of got me into like trying all these different studios and just not resonating with any of them so you know why seven that i just wanted my own yeah and that was kind of it we started as a pop-up actually six years ago, uh this past Saturday. Wow. Um, and it grew from there. It was a thing that was only on weekends and I had my job. I was able to kind of like, you know, afford it. We were like renting a space by the hour and um, you know, a month in when we were gonna close the pop up and that was kind of it. Someone asked to buy a package. So I lied to her and told her we were finding a permanent space. And I was like, oh, like maybe we should do this. Right. Um, and then, you know, New York's so cool, I think, because um, at the time there was like all these kind of artist lofts like popping up in Williamsburg in Brooklyn. Um, that was close to where I lived at the time. And we found this really great space for like a thousand bucks a month. It was like 350 square feet. We could fit like wow. eight mats. And like that's how it started out of this like tiny little room and you know three months in we were selling out that and we found a different space we were able to get like month to month in this like um this building it was a co-working space still in Williamsburg but we went to the basement because we didn't need light right at all it was better for us more (laughs) convenient um so we did that and you know no one wanted that space so we got a really good deal and we were on month-to-month contract and everything's just kind of snowballed from there it's um, crazy. So yeah, 2000, the spring of 2015 is when I quit my job.
1: So tell people about, you were saying that you don't need the light. So tell people about why, why seven is different. Like how, yeah.
0: So it is, um, the studio room is dark. It's candlelit and we took out all the mirrors. Uh, we use infrared heating technology to heat the room and we moved to the beat of the music. So When we're taking, um, we practice a vinyasa style. So what that means is one breath, one movement. And we coordinate the breath with the music. And the music gets faster and faster and faster until kind of the peak of class. So you are sweating. Your heart rate is up. like You're struggling to keep up with that breath. And that's kind of, you know, the point of it is that like you're moving. You're doing this mindful movement, but you're doing it in a way that's getting your heart pumping and you're moving and getting stronger.
1: Mm -hmm. We need to try that, Kennedy, next time we're here. Because I'm kind of like I'm in the boat of where you were, like maybe yeah. in college or whatever. Like, I I think honestly, I've probably only done like five yoga classes ever in my life. And I have that experience of like going to a studio and it's bright and everyone's in their like yoga perfection clothes yeah. and doing all the stuff and I don't even know what they're talking about and I'm right. looking in the mirror and I can't keep up and I'm like okay this is not benefiting yeah. me at all
0: and I think the beauty of what we do is that so you know there's a section of class where you take the flow on your own and that's an opportunity for someone who's a beginner to maybe like take a child's pose like it's cool or maybe take out some of the more advanced poses that they don't want to do and their body's not ready for Or if you're a little bit more advanced and you want to take the bind, you want to do the arm balance, like that's your opportunity to really make the practice your own. And I think that's the cool part. Right. And to your point, you know, going into a room that's so bright and all these mirrors it, for me, at least, and, you know, I think a lot of other people, you look at yourself, you're like, oh, I should look like, you know, that person over there. I should look like the teacher. And that's just never going to happen. And it also takes you out of the practice. You know, like my body is completely different than yours. We're different heights. We probably way different things and so how I look in a pose is not how you're going to look in a pose and that's just anatomy that has nothing to do with skill level it's just we have different bodies so you know I think that's that's the thing that's a little tricky about you know how some people practice and yes you do want to look at your form and all that stuff but I've found it more beneficial to me if I can feel where my body is in the pose as opposed to see it
1: Mm yeah yeah You must have a lot of feedback because you guys are so inclusive in that way and you must have had like people probably just, it's probably been life changing, I would imagine for a lot of people because I know people can turn to yoga in hard times and I mean, did you have any experience with that?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, you know, when I personally practice, I think yoga for me has really been the space where I can actually shut my mind off and I need to I need that movement though like I need to be focusing on something else in order to kind of shut off Mm -hmm. if that makes sense it's kind of counterintuitive but you know when I was in more traditional classes and they're like empty your mind I was like oh no right (laughs) I was like you're trying so hard not to think of anything just picturing like a blank wall and then I get like all this anxiety. I I don't know Yeah, yeah it was like it just doesn't work for me so you know when I'm moving and like bringing my attention like to my body and my breath that's where my attention is and like my mind just kind of empties out and I think that you know we do get a lot of feedback about you know people who've been going through something and this was like you know their time this was like their one hour where they could really just like be in the dark cry if they wanted to right and not have to think about anything else I want to come to Y7 and do yoga and cry <laughs> anytime I know I like everyone that's what always, I need right now <laughs> and everyone always kind of whispers yeah. of like Sometimes I cry in Shavasana. I'm like, I cry every time for literally no reason other than you just feel a really great release, right. you know? Yeah. And, like, you have, you know, our teachers, like, they're always dropping these, like, little nuggets of wisdom. It's like mm-hmm. they can say, like, the littlest thing. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I just like lose my mind. but it's you know you come out and yeah. it's like a totally you feel lighter yeah. is what I want everyone to feel when they come out of class. I want everyone to feel like emotionally and physically just like a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. like there's not so much weight on their shoulders right. Do you still do other kinds of
1: exercise or is it yeah. pretty much only yoga? No
0: yeah, of course. yeah, I do. I mean I'll spin um, there's a lot of really great like sculpting classes in the city that I love. My favorite in LA is Bunda.
1: I anything.
0: don't know that. No. Oh, My gosh. It's Kennedy knows. So... Kennedy's got her. Yeah, it's actually on the pulse. Um, My friend Katie owns the studio and it's amazing. It's like instead of um, you know, like a treadmill workout and then like a floor workout, it's a stairmaster and it's Ooh. all about your butt and wow. I love it. Nice. You love Kennedy loves a stairmaster. It's so good. <laughs> it's, so good. it's so good. It's
1: it's great. Boonda, where is that? Yeah. West Hollywood. Okay, of course. Yeah. So West Hollywood's got all the all the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so something that's cool, um about your studio and your story is that you have always been a client, right? You've never, did you ever teach in the beginning? Wow. Uh -uh. That's very unique, I feel.
0: Yeah, it is. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, for me, I don't have that itch to teach. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I'm the client. You know, the studio is created for me and what I wanted to see in a yoga class and how I wanted to feel. And we have such incredible teachers and such an amazing staff that, you know, do feel passionate about teaching and they give way more than I ever could, I think, in a class. So, you know, for me, it's I've always kind of made a choice to stay um, on the business side and the client side. And also, you know, the studio is not really about me. It's not about like what I have to give, like what wisdom I can impart on people because I probably can't. (laughs) But, you know, it's not about me. It's about the clients. Mm -hmm. It's about the experience that they're having. And it's making sure that, you know, we're doing the best we can to kind of serve our clients.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something I mean, I want to hear kind of how like what you attribute your success to. But I know you've said part of it is like hiring it's all in the hiring right and yeah. adding
0: culture so can yeah talk about that a little bit yeah sure so i i mean <laughs> i'm not good at a lot of things so like i i don't do math <laughs> i don't like spreadsheets and right. those are things those are like you know necessary things for a business so i think you know i the success is entirely due to my team i mean that's just like a fact they are absolutely incredible and um we've really cultivated this, you know, amazing group of people who can, are experts in their own areas. So my VP of finance is basically a human calculator. She, like she can see, I like she can see so far ahead. Like she is like the one helping with like schedule changes too, because she wants to like, make sure that like, you know, analyzing like the demographics and like all of that, like, are people living here? Are they working there? Like that is like, what like she is so good at right and then i have my director of people who is just like so in tune with everything that's going on in terms of like the workforce and what people are you know staying at companies for and what they want out of a culture and i think that those you know and there's so many other people and
1: you have 300 employees right over 300 yeah
0: over 300 um yeah Wow. That's between, you know, that's between <laughs> teachers, front desk, my cleaning staff, my studio managers, um everybody. So uh, there's a lot of people that make this happen. Yeah. It's wild. How do you learn how to navigate that like as an
1: entrepreneur because I I imagine like I mean you didn't set out to do this. It was all kind of like I mean, tri- it's not like you were like, I'm under- going to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> no.
0: I Yeah. I'm more of sort of an accidental entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, it's taken a lot of – I've learned a lot. Like, I am so far from perfect, and I've made a lot of mistakes. I – used to be super super reactive to like every situation i used to take everything so personally like someone even would leave you know like a bad review about class and i would like have a mental breakdown <laughs> i was like nobody likes it this is awful catastrophizing you know? like, yeah. yeah and it's and i think you know you have to take a step back so i I've, I've learned you know throughout the years how to be less reactive and ask more questions and be a little bit more open and understand that everybody communicates differently right like it's all about how you communicate with people how you relate to them and giving people sort of the space to talk and you know to express what they need to and that's you know you can only i think really truly you can only learn that stuff by experience and you know sometimes you think you're being so clear and direct and the other person's like i have no idea what you're talking about and you know what we've worked really hard for you know throughout the company is to like if someone isn't understanding something or it's not getting through what we've worked really hard on is making sure that we have an open line of communication to be like hey if you don't understand something like just ask Like, maybe I'm not explaining it right, you know? And I think that's a lot of what I've had to learn in management.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, management is tough, right? I mean, I... It's the hardest part. (laughs) It really is. I had to take management classes, like, in college. And I was like, wow, this is way more complicated than I ever thought it was. And especially with a company your size.
0: Yeah.
1: I mean, you have a whole culture, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, yeah, it's really, it's super interesting because you, you never think about it until like someone gives you that like negative feedback. You're like, I had no idea yeah. I came off like that. You're like, oh, whoops.
1: So how did you learn how to be less reactive?
0: I so mean, do you I have like a have... practice?
1: Do you meditate? Do you do um, anything? No,
0: I'm not a meditator. I wish I was. I'm Yoga working on it. is kind of it. like
1: that's yeah. kind of meditation though. Yeah,
0: for me, that's like my, my space to do right. that. But, um, you know, we're a huge culture of feedback. Mm-hmm. So even like, you know, we do... When you know I was first hiring my corporate team um, a couple years ago, we had uh, reviews every other month, and they're really more like check-ins. That sounds scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not like it sounds a lot more serious. Yeah. but It's more so like check-ins. Like, what's working? Are you happy? Here is what you're doing really great. Um, here's where I think you can improve. And I actually have our director of people do mine. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So. So <laughs> I get feedback. We do it now once a quarter because we have a lot going on. So we do it now once a quarter. And I just had my check-in review session today. How'd you do? (laughs) I'm doing okay. (laughs) I mean, there's I think there's always improvements. But it's too, like, I know that, like, I can also be better, right? Like, I didn't set out to do this. This is the first time I'm doing something like this. Right. I'm, you know, trying to navigate this just as much as everybody else. So it's important for me to kind of make sure that I'm also hearing, like, things about myself that I can improve on that I can work on too and you know the same goes for the rest of the team so I think that's super helpful especially when you know everyone on my team is a team of one basically my corporate right. team is like you know my like marketing director always like laughs everyone's like oh like you know who else is on your team when you're doing strategy and she's like um it's uh, me <laughs> and so cuz it you know perception it's such yeah. a bigger operation but we're still a really tiny team like our corporate team's only 10 mm-hmm. um so we're super tiny.
1: I love it, though. Yeah, it's fun. Sounds like you guys are close. Yeah. Which is... I love that. <laughs> if they're listening. I love you. <laughs> so what were some of the biggest challenges in, I don't know, like the first couple of years, like as you were building?
0: Oh, gosh. You know, the first couple of years was really, you're learning a whole new thing. And, you know, boutique fitness as a whole is pretty new Mm -hmm. as well it's you know not you know kind of a tried and true thing that's been around forever we're kind of seeing the switch from like the big gym models to more boutique and specialized studios so that area was so new too it's kind of like I don't know like there was a point you know and especially with yoga yoga is very different there's a lot of studios who you know smaller studios who still operate on this model of like a work trade kind of so like you, you know, work the front desk, but you get to take class for free. And so it, because it's just a different, I, it's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. And it's never been, you know, boutique fitness wasn't a thing 10 years ago, really, mm-hmm. you know? So there was a lot of like employment things. Like, what are we doing? We have everyone who works for me as an employee. Um So there was like all of that kind of to navigate because everyone's part-time. So it's like, do we 1099 them? So there's, a lot of that area to kind of navigate to um and you know so there was a, a lot of that stuff going on there's like all these payroll systems there's learning everything about we were touching on permits earlier like i what right i didn't know that like i didn't know anything about permitting yeah so you know getting to you know the dob the department of buildings and going through the city and making sure you're all your sprinklers are up to code and like all of this stuff like I thought getting
1: fire extinguishers packed, right like
0: I thought you just like signed a lease like you signed a lease for an apartment I was like oh I was like I can't I don't just like sign here and like it's mine like that's not how it works I was like oh okay okay um so yeah just like I think a lot of that was like a big struggle in the beginning and we're finally in like a really, like, you know, I would say in the last, like, two years, but gotten, like, really, really buttoned up in terms of all that stuff. Like, we have, when we go look at spaces, we kind of have this, like, list of, like, non-negotiables now. Like, this is what we need. If we can't get those things, like, it's not going to work. So a lot of, you know, learnings on that as well. That was tough.
1: Was there any point as you were kind of getting started where you almost gave up or you felt like this is just, did you hear a lot of no or was it just kind of, like, did you just gain momentum really quickly?
0: We gained momentum really quickly, but there was definitely points where, like, I don't I don't know if I can do this. Because I, he, coming from, like, my seat of, like, I'd never run a business before. I didn't know what I was doing. And, you know, when you're the boss, like, no one's ever, like, you're doing great. It's fine. Right. Like, things happen. So, like, all I was getting, there was, like, a point, you know, before we... Um, excuse me, before we had, um, before we took on uh, Capital, that it was just me and my husband running everything, doing payroll, making the schedules, opening the studios, giving feedback to teachers. Like, it was just us doing everything. And there was a point where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. How like, do you guys not
1: um, separate? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, how do I say this?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got close. It's
0: hard because you're together all all the time and like Mm. you there's no you know work personal life separation and at this point too it's still like this is a startup and like this business is my life right now I'm like I'm cool with it like I'm okay with it I'm I'm gonna answer emails at 10 p.m at night and like that's just what it is and I you know you always read those things where like put your phone away by 8 p.m and don't look at it and don't do these things for a healthy relationship do this do that and that doesn't work for us. He, um, he's actually launching a new company this week, and you know it just doesn't work for us. Like we are going to be on our phones, and that's just how it is. And that that works better for us, mm-hmm. actually, because if we're putting things away and we're both sitting there like this, like really like tense, and like is someone does someone need something? Yeah, like, like missing all these things, like it's actually worse for our relationship. So right now, like that's where we are, and I think I had to come to terms with a lot of that and stop. You know, looking at my relationship and comparing it to other people's because it's not the same. You know, we're in different situations like there's a different dynamic. So, you know, hiring a team definitely helped because it took, you know, a lot of those sort of individual tasks that like neither one of us loved doing off of our plates. So, you know, he would come home sit on the couch I'd be like excuse me you haven't answered my email from five hours ago what are you doing he's like I'm trying to relax yeah like real sexy on my part As I'm standing over him I'm like "Ah, you didn't answer me I'm the boss yeah
1: hello (laughs) you guys were together from the very beginning yeah so
0: yeah we were um and what was he doing so he was in digital advertising okay um I left my job in yeah spring of 2015 and he left a couple months later um to, you know, do this full time with me.
1: What was that like? Leaving what I would imagine was a stable kind of secure situation and going into the unknown.
0: It was tough. It was tough. Um, You know, I think luckily I left first. My job first was he made way more money than me. (laughs) (laughs) Fashion salary. Super super fun. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Not great. Um, So I left first. And then when it kind of became apparent that we could do this and, you know, pay our rent eat you know, do normal life things. Um he left his too. So I think that was, you know, it was kind of a and you know, we I had worked for two full years at that point while doing the studio too and it was like, all right, I can always go back to fashion, right? Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. Like I was in like, you know, I was on the wholesale side. So that stuff is kind of always there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I took a little time off, I could always kind of re-enter and, you know, see if it didn't work out. So what did you
1: major in that you were working in fashion?
0: So I majored in consumer science. Oh, with a focus on retail wholesale management. <laughs> OK. Yeah. All right. Yeah.
1: So you can always fall back. Yeah. (laughs) Not that you're going to have to.
0: I hope not. But yeah, it's and it's super interesting. I think starting, um, you know, starting this business, it gave me I was always working with people Mm -hmm. like I was always, you know, my role within that, you know, my past life was to kind of be the go between between the designers and the stores, right? Like how to take this designer's vision and all these pieces they've designed as a collection and make it translate for the buyers of these stores. Like how does it fit in with their customer? Like what story are they telling their customer that also the designer is going to be happy with and know that their designs are being represented as a collection, right? So I think coming with that lens of, that sort of you know storytelling and making sure the consumer and the designer is happy and how to bridge the gap between brand messaging and the physical product was really important.
1: Mm-hmm. Did you have a vision for what you wanted your brand to be right from the very beginning? Because I mean, the fact that you're the client and you're like, I did this for me. This is so. Did you, were you always clear from the start? Because yeah. it seems like it's very solid. Mm-hmm. Like
0: you know what Y Seven is mm-hmm. across the board. Yep. So, yeah, you know, one of my big frustrations as like a young 20 something like trying to go to all these classes is that there was no consistency. So for me, it was like, I want to know how long I'm going to work out for. I want to know what I'm going to get. I want to know how I'm going to feel after, you know, and I and. That's just because like someone with limited resources, unlimited time, like I didn't have time or money to waste mm-hmm. and I wanted something I could really rely on. So, you know, 95% of our schedule is one type of class. It's our we flow hard. So you're going through three flows. You know what you're getting. You're always going to have like a slow burn portion. You're always going to do the three flows. You're always sweating. You're always listening to great music. And it's always 60 minutes. You know, like, I think you'll always hear those horror stories from people who are like, I was in yoga class, said it was going to be 60 minutes and 90 minutes yeah. later. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I got to go to work. Yeah. Goodbye. yeah. So I wanted that. Consistency like, who has the time? I know. <laughs> I wish I did. But for me, like, I was like, you know, yeah, I don't know. You just I, I think when people again, it's like that thing where people are choosing to spend an hour at the studio, mm-hmm. you know, and to give them that consistency and something to rely on, I think is really, really important because. You know, your day could be really, really great or it could be really, really shitty. Right. And knowing that you have something to count on is really important. So with
1: over 300 employees, 12 studios right now, Mm -hmm. and then you're working on another one right here in the city.
0: Yeah, we signed um, the lease for the Park Slope studio in Brooklyn. Trendy, Um, yeah, so trendy. Great, we're um we're starting construction on that this week. Amazing, yeah, and then we're expanding the Flatiron location. Uh We're adding a second studio there, and showers for anyone who frequents Flatiron. We're finally getting showers. Um, I'm so sorry you had so long (laughs) Um, and yes we're starting construction on that and then we're looking to enter a couple new markets as well this year and next so so a lot of real estate tours in new cities yeah wow so how do you stay productive
1: I mean do you have any tips for like how you manage it all (laughs)
0: life um (laughs) uh, I, I think the one thing that I've I've learned to do is not be so like married to a plan it's never gonna go the way you want it to right it's I mean there's always gonna be hiccups there's always gonna be something that happens and you can't let yourself kind of get thrown by a surprise or something you weren't expecting and that's hard to kind of do right when you have like I have really really high expectations for my team and for myself and for how many studios I want to open, but I know that like, I have to be a little flexible there because especially when you're dealing with construction and things that are out of your hands, you have to learn to really be malleable with that and be able to kind of like pivot really quickly. And so that, you know, for me, it's, you know, looking ahead, but also knowing that like really not only, you know, planning out for a couple weeks at a time. Right. And then how do you take care of yourself? Um, you know, I, (laughs) I get this question a lot. And, you know, I, I love like, I have so much respect for people who have like a serious like self care routine. Like, I am such a gross loser. Like, I am in my sweatpants, like with a bag of popcorn and a glass of wine, like watching Netflix, like, just like dead in the eyes I was like I, it's that's how I turn off and like how yeah. I really like I don't think there's anything yeah. wrong with that if that's what you do to relax then yeah it's not you sexy need to be able to turn off I wish I was like you know I have a dry brush and I really want to make that part oh of my god routine. but it hurts
1: <laughs> I have never figured out the dry brush I, uh, I've tried I've watched my YouTube. Yes, I don't like I have it too. I don't feel my lymphatic system draining I don't I look don't... it doesn't look <laughs> See, I don't get it here's
0: my here's my thing I don't know if it's working or not. Like, yeah. How long do I have to do this to know, know. if it's working? Like, what's know. the time frame? <laughs> like, how long do I have to dry brush for in a consistent manner to be like, <laughs> my lymph system feels great? Right. I don't know what that means. No, I don't either. And I want to know so badly. Yeah. I yeah. wish someone would tell me. But Guys, slide you know, in her DMs. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> please give me all of the dry brushing tips. Yeah. You know? So that's one thing I, you know. I don't know. I always look Popcorn at that Popcorn and wine. Popcorn and wine. Love it. You know. Netflix. Great. What are you
1: watching on Netflix right now?
0: So, I need a new show
1: because I feel like I've watched everything.
0: <laughs> I watched everything. Um, but we're actually right now like rewatching Dexter so good Throwback. so good That's well a... they took that like weird like two year break mm-hmm. like in between like seasons like i don't know like 3 and 4 and so yeah. i kind of lost it so i'd only really seen up to season 3 and i was like
1: yeah yeah me too you know, i didn't I really... really know i think i fell off at like season yeah. 2 actually
0: yeah and it's a good one to binge mm-hmm. cuz you know there's a lot of like elements that happen yeah. so i'm doing that right now i like and, that you know i really like true crime and murder so okay yeah nice <laughs> <laughs> it's really embarrassing i probably shouldn't have said that um yeah True crime and murder? That's not embarrassing. I feel like it's everyone's. Do you listen like to, like, the...
1: true crime podcasts? Uh, of course I do. And oh, which ones?
0: Um, My favorite murder okay, is I haven't just... listened to that one. Oh, Karen in Georgia. <laughs> this is my love note to you. You're just bravo. They're so funny. They're so down to earth. It's, like, really, like... And it's interesting. I find it very fascinating. Like, I was always, like, a forensic files watcher, mm-hmm. so...
1: You know. I used to be like, I used to be really into like SVU and, yeah. and that stuff growing up. And then I feel like when I got older, it's it a got little, a little disturbing. So it's a like, little too oh, real. Yeah. Too Once real. you kind of
0: like, it's a little too real. But, but I like
1: the podcast. Like, um, what was the one? Teacher's Pet. Did Teacher's Pet? Oh, yeah. Like 25 hours of just.
0: Yeah. Oh, and what was the one that they just made a TV show out of?
1: Um, um, yeah, yeah. The really popular one. Right? The one that started uh, it
0: all? Oh my uh, gosh, cereal? Uh, no. Um and now I have to look it up. Hold <laughs> on. Please hold everybody. <laughs> dirty John. Oh yeah, dirty, dirty John.
1: John. Yeah, that was crazy. Did you watch the T V show?
0: Yeah. I listened to it <laughs> first and I watched the show. It at... was kind of a hot mess,
1: but it was like Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like But didn't you feel like like the whole family was kind of batshit? Yeah. Like the <laughs> no. woman, it was like I, can't I really feel bad for you in I this was, scenario.
0: You know, listen, everyone, ask <laughs> questions about the people that yeah. you're around,
1: and like, pay attention to red flags. Yes, and don't keep taking people back over and over and over again. And Agreed. Don't date a guy who has like a record like that. Yeah,
0: I, <laughs> it was so. I but like so fascinating. Like, yeah, what this guy? Like, what a weirdo. Yes
1: super creepy and did you listen to Dr. Death
0: I haven't listened to that oh my yet. god I'm so yes? jealous okay. that you haven't listened to me. all right now you have oh so good I like no, that I like, better I like, than I like, Dirty John I like hoard that stuff because like I don't yeah. want to like I don't want it to be over I know
1: I know that's the nice thing about LA is that when you have a good podcast like that I'm like where can I drive to I can drive to Silver Lake oh, and then the traffic? valley and then traffic? downtown. I don't mind sure yeah I know <laughs> it's so funny okay so Netflix wine popcorn self-care I love it yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for entrepreneurs
0: you know I I kind of love the way that you know to to my own horn a tiny bit like I love the way haven't happened because I think it's proof that you don't need a business plan you don't need you know all this funding to start you just have to do it and you have to care about it if it's something you care about there's no I don't think there's any way you can fail like it I just you know like I just you have to really love what you're doing and I think it's a nice little thing to be like like I don't what I don't know how to make a business plan right I don't know no. how to do that I didn't have one like you just start right and you learn as you go like you're never going to know what everything that's just you're not going to like I don't I don't know right I don't know a lot of things so I mean there's so much that I have to learn but you figure it out right And if you love it, then it doesn't feel like work. Mm -hmm. I I love going to the office. Yeah. Everyone makes fun of me. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. It's like
1: I heard something recently when they were talking about the difference between passion and purpose. And like passion Mm -hmm. is like what sets your soul on fire. Right. And then purpose is taking that and using it to help other people. Yeah. And that's like what you're doing. Yeah. Which is really
0: cool. Yeah, And I love it. And it's fun. And, you know. It's, you know, and again, like it depends. I, mean, I think it depends what kind of business you're going into. I think product is always really, really hard because you do need a lot of startup. Ca- you do need a lot of startup capital for that. But, you know, if you love it, you love it.
1: Mm-hmm. What role, if any, did social media play? Because you're like a kind of a bit of an influencer there. I, kinda.
0: <laughs> um, it, I mean, it played a huge role for the company. Mm-hmm. Um, we built our business off of Instagram. We didn't have any money. We, like, just got a marketing budget, like, a year and a half ago. Um, And that's completely how we built the business, just by Instagram. That's how we announce theme classes. It's how we announce a new studio. Like, everything we did was solely through Instagram up until, like, probably, like, two years ago.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Crazy. What is the best advice you ever received?
0: I... I feel like a broken record saying this because it's truly the best thing that anyone has ever said to me. I was with, um, one of our instructors who is, um, has since become a very dear friend of mine. And I was, you know, just complaining about a situation. I was just kind of like venting and it's something that I couldn't do anything about. And she looked at me and she was like, you know, my teacher said this to me and what he said to her was it's like this now. Mm. And I was like, oh shit (laughs) like me complaining and like doing those like just like sitting in that space of the past and like there's nothing I can do to change it this is how it is now and I can only move forward with how it is now I can't go back and so living in that place of the past is like really it's stressful it's you know gives people anxiety and you have to really live in the now and do the best that you can with what you have at this moment and make choices based off that And that was like, it was a really big mind shift for me. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's important. And it's like when you're living in the past, you're reliving things over and over and over. And you
0: tend to make choices. Or the future. Yeah, and you tend to make choices out of fear, right? Out of scenarios that have played out differently in the past or, you know, a fear of like what could happen Mm -hmm. if you make this choice. When really like you're never going to know if you don't actually make the choice. So you should just, you know, use the information you have now and go forward with that. So is that like how you walk through fear? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think there's always, you know, a lot of fear on my part, you know, making decisions because it does affect so many people. And, you know, I have to be really conscious of that. But that's kind of, you know, you can't stay in a state of, you know, fear like that or Mm -hmm. ambiguity. Like you have to make a decision. And knowing that, you know, nothing is permanent, everything's going to change is for me really comforting when it comes to, you know having to make big decisions. Mm -hmm. So what is next for Y7? Um, So we are doing our first teacher training outside of New York. It is happening in L.A. So if anyone's interested, we still have spots left. Little plug for that. Um, And then we are planning to open um, in Chicago this year, Wow! which I'm really excited about. It's going to be our first market outside of New York and L.A., and I'm just so stoked about it. And, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so it's kind of like going going home for me. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, just looking into more markets across the states. Um, I really, really want to get into D.C., Philly, Seattle, Texas, like all of that. Like I think there's you know such opportunity there and everyone's really looking for a way to connect so i'm just really looking forward to building more of the community that we have here and making more connection
1: taking over the world trying love it okay so let's do some listener questions do you have a morning routine
0: and if so what is it uh my morning routine goes <laughs> coffee very first thing coffee always um I really just brush my teeth and wash my face. I'm so su- I'm low such a am you know I'm getting my eyebrows microbladed today because oh. I'm really working hard at being that much more low maintenance. I'm like yeah, how yeah. what can I do yeah. to literally not do anything.
1: Well I can tell you all about it because I just did mine did a few weeks ago.
0: Yes. I agree.
1: Thank you. I feel like um, I got Botox right before I came out here, and I was telling Kennedy, I'm like, sometimes my eyes are really lifted, and some, and she's like, you just got Botox. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> oh, right, like, that thing. <laughs> it's like a little different shape than... <laughs> but, yeah, the microblading, though.
0: I'm really excited. It's life-changing. Yeah, and I have, like, I'm half Asian, I'm half Japanese, right. so I have, like, very thin They look eyebrow. really good, though.
1: It's going to look you. really
0: good. I'm really yeah. excited.
1: I'm all about doing, like, I feel like all the beauty stuff, and I do a lot, like, I... I love surgery. All yeah. I do botox. I do I'm like whatever, but it's all to be as low maintenance as possible. Yeah, it's really. Like
0: <laughs> I really did wake up like this. Yeah. Like, when I have yeah. eyelash extensions on, yeah. I have literally never looked prettier in my life. I'm like, I look amazing <laughs> all the time. Yeah. I have
1: the only thing with lash extensions is they're really hard to maintain, and then you get used to your eyes with them
0: on, I and so know. when they come off, you're like, oh, it's like, so scary. Yeah. And I had to stop getting them because. I sweat so much in like, oh, class, yeah. and yeah. it makes them heavy, and like they fall out more. So I so, have to like.
1: I was just reading something that now they're doing, or maybe they've been doing it for a while, but they do eyelash perms. Mm. Have you heard that? Yes, I so got my lashes. Tr- and I've and gotten per- my lashes lifted before, and okay. it's a game changer. I would really? try that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm trying to quit lashes, so maybe that's. <laughs> it's like It's like it. quitting it cigarettes. It really. is. <laughs> I, I can't quit. I, I can't quit. I started yeah. doing it three years ago, and I was doing it for one event, and I was like, "Do not." take these
0: off my eyes I don't... leave them on forever yeah. yes yeah try a lash lift it's like I that's do um great. a keratin lash lift okay and it's great okay good to know cool so that's your morning routine <laughs> yes I know I'm sorry that was like not I'm sure that was not helpful um I like the honesty though yeah so I use, people are well, like
1: I get up and I make my tea and I like yeah I you know what journal.
0: it goes back to that thing of like self-care like I so wish I was that person Like, I try so hard to wake up early. (laughs) I set my alarm for 7 a.m. every day. (laughs) Do you snooze? Uh, Absolutely. For literally an hour. This one.
1: I was sitting. I was meditating this morning, and every five minutes I hear,
0: like, the alarm going off, and then five minutes. Yeah, like, I try so hard, and then I'm always like, meh. (laughs) <laughs> You're fine. And then I roll out of bed. I'm, like, furiously brushing my teeth. I got, like, toothpaste still, like, on my face as nice. I'm, like, running out the door. <laughs> but I do use – so I wash my face with a Cetaphil cleansing bar. Um, and then I use Elta MD moisturizer. Best. The best. Yeah. And, you know, it's, like, my day is, like, kind of funny. So I never know if I'm, like, going to class or not. So I tend not to put anything on my face, like, unless I'm, like, going right. somewhere. Yeah where people are going to see me or maybe take a picture that's the goal yeah it's to like not yeah <laughs>
1: she doesn't wear makeup either how many hours of sleep do you normally get oh with your um
0: i'm a really bad i'm a really bad sleeper like it takes me a long time to fall asleep mm-hmm. um i'm usually between like six and eight depending on the day i get a good amount okay yeah i mean it just it takes me so long to fall asleep so yeah. i never like i'm like in bed at like 10 30 and like i'm awake till like midnight always
1: i feel like that's something i mean i know it happens to a lot of people but that happens to me when i get here to the city because it's just like a different energy like yeah it's like in la it's like after nine or ten o'clock there's nothing going on yeah here i just it just feels a little more
0: like frenetic i don't know how to describe yeah. it i don't for I, I don't know what i've always been like that though mm. so i don't know what it is about me i'm really spe- I'm special just take some ambient. I know (laughs) I do take my I take a lot of melatonin I'm like that like that gets me yeah that gets me that'll get me like 30 minutes I'm out (laughs) I try not to because I'm like groggy yeah it makes me a little groggy in the morning set like 75 alarms instead (laughs) okay so that's
1: kind of similar to this next question how do you handle the long work hours of being a CEO and maintain your health
0: Um, I drink a lot of water. I thought you were going to say wine. (laughs) Uh, I do that too. No, I do that too. That, but I also drink a lot of water. Like I even find like, you know, if I do have a couple glasses of wine or whatever, like if I forget to drink like a full bottle of water before bed, I will wake up like with a little headache or just like not like energized. And I drink so much water. I don't. And for me, like, I don't know if it helps anyone else, but like that, like water intake for me is really, really important. Um, and, again, again, I think it's, like, you know, the thing where you have to find what truly relaxes you and where you're able to shut off. Like, for me, it's not – like, I get anxiety when I get a manicure and a pedicure, so I'm, like, too long. I can't use my hands. I do, like, too. Like, I, like, I can't sit there. It drives me crazy. Yeah. I can't and deal with places that do them separately.
1: It oh, no, has I need to together. be at the same time. And yeah, yeah. So antsy. no,
0: I, I don't know why I get so antsy, but like for some people, like they're in the massage chair, they're relaxed and they're having yeah. a great time. So I think you just have to find what works for you and like pay attention to like what makes you really happy and what makes you really relaxed. If that's like going out, like go out. Right. Like if that's sitting at home alone with a book, do that. Um, I think it looks different for everybody. So and it looks different for me at different points in my life. But I take vitamins Especially when I travel. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, fan fan travel of- a lot. Travel right? a lot. I'm a big fan of the wellness pill. I don't um, know that one. Ooh, girl. What? It's great. Do you know about that? It's just called wellness <laughs> formula. It's literally just called wellness formula. Everyone's like, who's it by? I'm like, I don't know. I'm it's writing just it down. It's literally called wellness formula. And it's like got everything in it. And I take one of those every day. And you can take like... I don't know. You can take as many as you want, really. It's just, you know, <laughs> vitamins. So, like, if I'm feeling, like, a little bit sick, like, I'm popping, like, six a day. Like, nice. if I feel like I'm getting a cold or something like that that I know I can fight, it's, like, a lot of that stuff. So I think it's, I think it's so funny, too, because we do so much. Like, we do so much when we don't feel good. Right. Like, when we feel sick, we're, like, so quick to take all these things. Mm-hmm. But we're all... I think is a society really bad at like preventative yeah. care, and I'm trying to be really, really good at that because like I don't want to get to the point where my body is about to shut down, right? I want to like maintain it and make sure I'm like eating right and doing all those things. So I think mm-hmm. it's a lot of like having a balanced diet, you know, water, wellness pills. I love it. Who we got? Is there any weird ones we want to do? Where's your mom from? My mom is from Kobe, Japan. Okay. Yeah. Do you go to Japan a lot? Um, Not as much as I'd like to. I did live there um, for two years as a kid. My mom got a job transfer um, for two years. So, um, yeah. But she came to the States for an exchange program and met my dad and never left. And they'll be married for 40 years in
1: September. That's so cool. I know. They're the best. My parents are... In their 40s as well. Yeah. It's crazy. They had a little blip this year, but they're doing good now.
0: <laughs> you know what? Relationships are hard,
1: man. Can you imagine? No. I'm sorry. Being with somebody for that That's long. That's
0: a very long time. Yes.
1: Very long.
0: <laughs> so Relationships are hard. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Full stop. And yeah.
1: Sentence. Okay. Um, do you know about exercise deconditioning?
0: <laughs> no. What is, what is
1: that? I don't know. How would you overcome it? Do you know Kennedy? Kennedy's a trainer. I don't think her mic should is on because we, cause we didn't we have know her that? included. Yeah. I
0: don't know, I Exercise deconditioning. Hold
1: on. So the person just wanted to know how do you get in shape after if you've fallen off? Oh, if you've fallen off, I mean, I mean, I'm a sapper. Right? Yeah, I think that's.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I would start slow. I think there's, you know, go on a walk for ten minutes and start that way. Like you can never like. I find that people, sometimes people get really, really excited to like, you know, if you're in an accident or whatever it is, has caused you to, you know, have to stop exercising, working out. I think people get really, really excited to like get back into it. And that's when injury happens. So, you know, take it slow, like be patient with your body. Mm -hmm. I think everyone, you know, we live in these things all the time. We expect them to like perform miracles for us, but we have to treat them really, really nicely. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like anything else that you haven't done in a long time. You have to kind of get back into it. Yeah. You know, like. I played soccer as a kid. I'm not, you know, going to the world cup. So no, 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 absolutely not. (laughs) I'm also really bad at sports. So we'll just leave that at that.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was so good to finally meet you. Where can
0: everybody find you and where can they find Y7? Um, You can follow Y7 on Instagram at Y7 studio. Um, And, If you think I'm funny and want to hang out with me, it's (laughs) at Sarah, S-A-R-A-H underscore Ayako, A-Y-A-K-O.
1: Yay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. As always,
1: thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you guys sharing, sharing on social media, sharing with people in your lives. As always, please rate, review, subscribe if you haven't already and do all of the things.